0: All right, record is pressed. Air conditioner is turned off. Bootstrapped episode seventy-five. We don't have anything planned, so dropped all your expectations.
1: <laughs> hey, I want to try something different for next show. <laughs> What's up? I want to try this now. This is if since we're starting to show, this is going to be incredibly boring. But um, I want to try uh, recording. On our own devices, in addition to the synchronized uh, Skype, so that we can maybe just put our two recordings together and have a higher quality audio stream for our fabulous listeners. I think that is entirely up to Dave. Oh, Dave's not gonna have a problem with it. Okay, it's not. It's not even work for Dave. It's it's, just work for us. That's it's work for us. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like just an extra step we have to do, and like a three-way merge with Dave. Well, Dave just gets the two streams and puts them together. It's, uh, that part's alright. Yeah, Dave, you got nothing complicated there. <laughs> Dave can handle it. Don't you worry about Dave. You worry about Butov. That's all I do is worry about Butov. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing's going on. Oh, I've heard. All, I see all kinds of stuff going on. You're, you're you're building stuff. You're building SaaS apps. You're consulting on things. All kinds of stuff going on. I see on Twitter. So give us give us one of them. How's Laracon? <laughs> That's not one of them <laughs> uh Laracon was good we uh oh I was I'm sleepy, just thinking about it. It was long days, and we did some team meetings' I brought everybody from userscape was there, except for Jamie, so we did a bunch of made some huge decisions that we were on multiple fronts, which is exciting, and then the conference itself was good. Uh, really good actually. It was a little bit different format, so uh, but I liked it. And uh, yeah, it was good. Ate some fantastic fish tacos. Mm. So very this, good. you got to come next year. Oh, this is Kentucky? Yeah, Louisville. Although I don't think next year it's going to be there. Known, known
0: for its uh, seafood, Kentucky? Is it? No, I don't think so. I have No. Idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this one place has actually the best fish tacos ever. They're fantastic. And they're all kinds of other stuff too. And uh, actually really good food there overall. It's quite a foody city, actually, especially if you um, go slightly, you know, away from the kind of very center of downtown. You wanna hear something weird about Louisville? Sure. I mean, this is true of a lot of cities when compared to New York City, <clears throat> but I found it really stark uh, this time, is that there's essentially no traffic downtown. Hmm. Like, not only is there no traffic, but there's just not even any cars. I mean, all the time, you can just walk just directly across the street, and there's no it's a big three-lane road, four-lane road, no cars on it. No, well, what? T- Tuesday at nine o'clock, no cars on oh, it. Oh, Tuesday. I like, was, was going to say, Wall Street weekend, it's like yeah. empty. Right, right. Midnight, you know, midnight on Saturday night at Wall Street. There's, there's no cars down there, right. but but no, this is like a work day. It was we were there. I was there Monday to Friday. I left on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. so I was only there during the week. There was not really any, not any car, you know, not a city level worth of cars. No, and there's big buildings down there, bigger than you'd think. If I just say Louisville, you don't picture big buildings, but there's a number of big buildings. There's no metro, so I don't know how these people get to work, but it doesn't <laughs> seem like they're driving. I should have gone like afterwards, you said
0: gone. on Twitter how many bootstrap listeners there were there, and then, like Please. all these people came out and said, "Well, why isn't Booth up there?" And I'm like, Where were <laughs> you when the tickets were up for sale to tell me that you are all going to
1: show up there? <laughs> That's not really how it works though, to be fair, but yeah, there was a lot of bootstrap listeners i was uh I don't know if I was surprised. I guess I was surprised at the number of them. Yes, I was surprised. I wasn't surprised that there was any there, but I was surprised that there was quite a number and quite a number who you know. And that's just the ones who came up to me and said something. So I'm Mm -hmm. sure there was some beyond that. So that was pretty cool. Um, It's always nice to see the uh, listeners in person. So it's kind of a cool vibe to get the that in person and see see your listeners face to face. Should have gone next year. You gotta go. Don't be hesitant. Next year is what Chicago. I don't know. I, I think people are people want it to be in Chicago, but I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's been guaranteed that it's going to be in Chicago. Right. Chicago is the easier place to get to for from everywhere. Louisville is kind of a pain. Although uh, I, I think I was the only person I met the entire time who had a direct flight. So there is a direct flight from New York. So that's pretty cool. But for everybody else, it's kind of a pain.
0: Next year might not exist. The planet might explode. Depending on who's <laughs> in the office.
1: Well, they have flights from uh, Canada or New Zealand or wherever you're going to go. And the guy was making a case for me to, uh, for well, he said his plan is to move to New Zealand. So
0: There's been so All many that. searches for how to move to Canada that the Canadian government put up a dedicated page for Americans moving to Canada or wanting to move to Canada. I'm sure they had that page already. Well, they did, but it was more for like businesses, for requirements. Uh, but this one is like... <laughs> <dedicated. escaping> <laughs> escape EscapeTrump.com. Escape <laughs>
1: yeah. I just spilled hot tea on myself. Um, I don't know. We don't usually, we aren't really political on this show, but no. I guess we might have to get political. So we we have never been been, uh, we, we didn't have this show at the last uh, presidential election. So
0: There's nothing to be said that the Talking Heads on CNN aren't saying twelve times an hour. It's insane. It's it's just it's just it's just nuts. Here's the funny thing about
1: Twitter, because I feel like I come off on Twitter like a raving uh, far left liberal. Except you don't. You're only there on the gun issues. I, yeah, on gun issues, I am there. But but I feel like just this Trump stuff. It brings out. But what he's saying is so crazy. It's like. I'm actually much more moderate than people might expect. I feel like if you just follow me on Twitter, but there's like, it's just everything he says is so insane that then, um, and then I was okay with Trump at the beginning. because so I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of funny he's running, but now it's actually kind of scary as he's gotten more insane. So I feel right. like compelled. I know nobody following me, like either everybody agrees with me, which is like 98% of the people on Twitter follow me. And then the other 2%, you know, they're not going to change their decision based on me right. tweeting, but yeah. I guess you do feel compelled to. Some of it's just like it's like almost like uh, normal Twitter stuff where it's just some weird funny thing. But except it's actually, is it is funny, but it's sad and scary at the same time. Are you so, uh, you're
0: like a libertarian, socially liberal, fiscally conservative?
1: Ah, geez, I don't know. Except you gotta smoke massive amounts of weed. <laughs> I don't. I don't really spend a lot of time like classifying myself. It's funny because like, I'd say like. Um. Even just entertainment-wise, like, I used to listen to, uh, like, Hannity on the radio. This is like, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I saw someone, what he did was crazy. Like, I didn't agree with a lot of what he said. But I used to listen. But now, all that stuff is, like, way far right. All liberal stuff is way far left. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is stuck in the middle. But the middle, it's just like, media is just like the internet. Like, the middle, here I produce this article with solid, useful information. That doesn't do anything for you. Mm-hmm. That's worthless. Well,
0: the news programs are are so partisan
1: also, right? Right. Because they have to be, because it's like you have to be exciting. And it's not always exciting to be like, let's take a measured, thoughtful approach to this. It has to be, you know, one way or the other and extreme and all that stuff. So, yeah, I
0: I think I like Trump better when I thought, like when I when we met at your office, when I was just starting out. I said, like, I think the only way this all makes sense is if at the end of the election cycle, he's just there. I I told you guys I could fool you all into <laughs> believing that I could be friends. So I think I had more uh, respect for him when I thought he was smart putting on an act. Yes. But now that he's becoming more crazy. It's it's both scary and I just don't like the guy anymore. I was, I really like Bloomberg. Yeah, I would have voted for Bloomberg. I would have for voted sure. for Bloomberg for seven terms. For me, I mean, I was one of I don't know how many people, but I don't know what the general consensus was, but we loved. Bloomberg as a mayor over here. I would have voted for him for president. I, I'd vote for Obama for president for however many terms he wants to run.
1: Yeah, for, compared to who we got. I mean, I because I'm not a big Clinton guy either. I know I was very anti-Clinton, I'd say, overall. But now, like, when you're left with these choices, you're, yeah, you're compelled yeah, yeah. very well. I mean, like, I don't have a, a good other option here. But
0: yeah, but I'm, I'm very, we're very, we're very liberal, very progressive, very, we're very, um, uh, person in their mid 20s in the greenwich village (laughs) (laughs) type
1: of people uh yeah so so (laughs) vote trump is what we're saying
0: (laughs) (laughs) but you know everybody's got that everybody's there's you're not gonna convince i've there's people i know who are still convinced obama's muslim there's there's people i know who you know along the same route, but not the same topic. There's people I know who are convinced that Microsoft is forcing everything to be online with their Xbox and won't let you play used games because yeah. that was like a thought that somebody had before the thing was even released. But once it hits public, there's a certain number of people who will never change their minds
1: regardless of whether something's true or not. I feel like the human aspect of that is so funny too because it's like you could have, you know, we, I definitely know people who are going to vote for Trump who think Obama is a Muslim and who would state that they don't care that it's their problem is not that he's Muslim their problem is that he lied about being Muslim or <laughs> or things like that or that you know it's a technicality, shouldn't be present because well not just for being Muslim that's not the reason you can't be present but um, I'm conflating uh you know where he's born and, and his religion here but anyway who would be like yes he's uh, lied about that and uh, you know that that's the reason but meanwhile you can you're gonna vote for somebody who literally lies like 20 times a day every single time you give an interview so it's just so funny this like but then you know I'm sure there's things like you know, to some maybe not as extreme, but I'm sure I'm like that about things too. And uh where your mind can just put aside, you know, something you want to believe and anything else. Um, like facts don't work on that. You know what I mean? Like you can have all the facts in the world and it's not gonna change somebody's mind because it's more of like a feeling than a fact kind of thing. Right. Well I said a uh, I said a couple of
0: years back now on this show <laughs> <laughs> that uh event you know, barring annihilation of the species eventually weed, all drugs will be allowed. Everybody could marry everybody and I will be a happy person. On a long enough timeline. Not all drugs will be allowed. I'm just saying that I really don't like. I think my quote before was that uh, aside from protecting the innocent, telling people what to do in any form is a bad idea. So I'm not a fan of, you know, like banning marriage of certain types or banning certain genders from participating in certain roles or in the military or whatever, like everybody should be able to do what they want to do.
1: Although I'm still not not sure if I'm a
0: libertarian.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I can't, the labels are too much for me. Yeah. They're too, uh, and I don't want to sense. be cornered in. Yeah, you don't want to be cornered because on, on a particular issue, I might have a different feeling from you know whatever the kind of standard definition of one group or another is. And some things are more nuanced than that. And everybody, you know, you just want to be painted with this. Oh yes, on this or on that. But I don't right. know. I'm I'm kind of hopeful now that I, you know, I'm a. I'm never sure if he's if he really is this crazy or if he is like the total inside job and he's just. You're doing this on purpose uh, to, to throw the election for, for the other side or to make some statement or whatever, because either seems kind of believable. But the, the problem with Obama continuing to be president is that nothing gets done, which is highly annoying. So maybe the outcome here will be enough people turn out to vote against him that, you know, there's enough of a change in the Congress to let stuff happen. I mean, at this point, I don't even care. I mean, I only care because I don't want Trump to be president because that would be insane. But I'd be happy with either side for, like, at least a four-year stint here, having full control of Congress and the presidency so that some shit can just get done. Because I feel like nothing has gotten done in eight years. Yeah, I was just talking to Victoria the other day. I said, imagine, like, all I want is, like, four years
0: of Obama in the White House and a completely democratic Congress. Like, I want to see where the
1: world goes. Then you could get some shit done. This, like, everything, nothing gets done because all we do is fight and stomp our feet like children is insane. It's not, it's not productive for the country to be immobilized for a decade. Anyway, there's
0: absolutely zero intelligent (sighs) conversation that we can add to this.
1: (laughs) This is, this is show. We, uh, we have our feelings on the show on a business. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm not going to bring it. I think people, people who follow us on Twitter, you
0: with your guns and me with my, like I go nuts when people oppress, uh, Gay people in the workplace that tweets. Yeah. Um, they they know that we're liberal progressive anyway. So,
1: yeah. Cats out of the bag now. I guess. Some, I really some
0: conservatives out there no longer my customers.
1: I always wonder, but I think I figure the upside on Twitter is. Uh, it's never made me any money anyway. So <laughs> I, don't know, I figure it's not going to lose me any money since it hasn't made me any money. So I think, I think we're okay there. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that stuff. Sometimes I get the urge to like do something more political, even on the business's end. Like, should, like Are some of these things do you feel strongly enough that you should take a stand even beyond just your personal interests? But I kind of hold back on that since we have employees and there's more to it. But I do feel sometimes like that's a bit of a... It feels like, like a cop out to make that the reason too, uh, and my own livelihood, of course. But I don't know. There's times where I'm like, maybe the business should be taking a stand on some of these things. Yeah, but, I remember a while back,
0: Spolsky put some, uh, I think, a rainbow flag on the uh, Fug Bugs web page or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, co- that was cool. Yeah. Um, All right, what else is going on?
1: Let's pivot. Let's pivot off of this. Uh, this is not going to get us anywhere. It's only going to get us in trouble. What else so, is
0: going on? I, I can't talk about what I'm working on because it's Why? it's in stealth mode. All right, stealth. Give us some str- broad, like what is it? Give us some broad it's a wow. SAS for freelancers. Um see, the problem with talking about talking about my projects on the show is that um they're all in various stages of completion, but they're also in various stages of scheduled uh release date. And when I Say like for example, I'm working on source case, source case, which, which was a C plus C++ thing, and people listen to that episode, and then they think, "Oh, okay, so that's what he's working on." And then right. I say, "I'm working on uh, Quintu, and then they say, "I'm working on um, Scribbleton and then I say, "I'm working on this thing," and, and and they're gonna they're gonna get the get the impression that I'm sort of like jumping between these things and not finishing any of them, where in reality they're all they're all very nicely blocked out and they have their own work schedules and release dates. And there's almost never, I, I, I can't think of an instance, there's almost never been an instance where I start working on something that has not been released. Um, so I always feel bad when I sort of say, or I'm working on something that's stealth, and then somebody comes back and says, well, what about this, this, and this that you said you were working on? Well, I am. You know, there's design <laughs> stuff that Victoria has to do. There's like There's stuff that's scheduled for their own specific block of time. And um, so I don't drop projects, but I kind of get the feeling that when I say I'm working on something that people haven't heard me say I'm working on before, that it kind of makes me look like I'm jumping projects without finishing any of them.
1: Well, so there's also the distinction, I feel like with the mobile stuff, the completion is a little bit, it's simpler to complete and that it's just code. Some of these other things that you have right now are bigger than just the code. Right. So... Like whether or not, so there's like completing it as in the code is done and then there's the business around it and people get concerned for you.
0: <laughs> you're, ta- you're
1: taking on too much with all of these. I think I'm not easy. taking that too much.
0: I, I tweeted yesterday that the SaaS is sort of like death by 10,000 tasks. It's different than a web app. I mean, it's different than a mobile app or a game or a desktop app or something like that. There's usually like a, a couple of big chunks, right? Yeah. And you, you you hunker down and you, you work in this big chunk for a couple of months and it's released and that's like a quarter of the functionality of the project. Whereas you start a SaaS and, or a web app, whatever, and it's almost like you take, let's say you take Laravel, for example, and that's like that's like the bulk of what used to be a lot of the work back in like PHP four days or something. Right. And now that's done. That's done before you even set down, right? Yeah. So now you have a task like at a complexity level of you have to show a gravatar for the user profile. And that's like 10,000 of those is where the web app is. <laughs> and it's almost like everything is done for you for the framework. And then you have 10,000 little, make sure the gravatar is loaded when the profile loads. And then after that, you have this massive amount of DevOps and system administration which now almost seems to have replaced the code complexity. Now that part is hard. Like I I had to go and pick Chris uh, Fideo's brain for a little while to figure out where the SAS goes because it's been a while since I <laughs> launched SAS. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's Chris it's Christopher not Fidalgo not Fedeo? I just say Fidel I around. Mean, I, I know, that's it just says. that's simpler. Yeah, so I mean, um, there's lots of stuff that's been yeah. happening in the web world as far as system administration and DevOps and all of that. So, and a lot of that stuff you kind of have to consider earlier rather than when everything is done. So, I had to go and pick his brain for a little while, and that was awesome. The, the guy knows his stuff. Everybody go spend money on uh, servers for hackers.com.
1: Yeah, he just re released his ebook, so you should uh, definitely check that out. So, and uh, I know it's doing pretty well.
0: Yeah, so he definitely helped me out. You know, I was, I was thinking, you know, push everything off the AWS and, and do the, the cloud search on there and do the storage on there and all of that, and he just, I wanted to go simpler, but I was afraid that simpler would not be sufficient, and he kind of mm. reassured me to, to say, like, this is the level of simplicity
1: where it's still launchable. Right. Uh, so that was, good. that was good. That was helpful. That's that's, that's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's true. Because then you can always move to the services later. And a lot of them you can even access even if you're not on AWS. So there's a lot of flexibility there if you ever did need to, you know, use a different search thing or whatever. Like you could do, you could fold that in later on and whatnot. Right. But other than like the stuff that's
0: done for you by Taylor and the stuff that's you know, helped out by, servers, by hack- servers for hackers by Chris. Everything in the middle is sort of like, you know, like, like uh, not overly complex, but there's a lot of it. There's yeah. a lot of very little tasks, which is very different from building
1: a, a desktop app or building a mobile app or building a, a game. Well, because a lot of those things, they have the infrastructure is already there for everything else except the app. So, and you don't have to think about infrastructure for the app at all, like whether it's running the app, which is done on some device or mark. I mean, you should probably think more about marketing the apps in general. But at the same time, there is some marketing kind of just built in inherently to the app store, and there's uh, you know all the all the uh, purchasing and everything's built in. So, like there's all those things. Even like user management is essentially built in because for many cases, it's just going to be the one user and the one device, so there's a lot of stuff that you don't have to worry about as much with when this other stuff is all, you know, SaaS apps are totally different but mm. um, I gotta
0: say, I did not although I paid for um, a, uh, what is that? Spark. Spark license but I wound up not using it mm. because I even the suggestion <laughs> of a JavaScript front-end framework uh Left me like this is too
1: much, right? So, that, yeah, <laughs> Spark is this that tool that puts your user management in place and other stuff like that for a Laravel based SaaS app, and uh, yeah, and that's uh, pretty cool. It does, I don't know, yeah, the view stuff is uh, for JavaScript, as far as JavaScript front ends go, it's pretty, pretty good, but um. Yeah, it is. It does take. It's a whole other thing you'd have to learn. Right,
0: that's what it's a whole other thing. It's. It, I feel bad saying it because it's not like I dropped it because I, I didn't use it because of some functionality that was missing or something that wasn't quite working the way I needed it to work. Like everything like every that everything that was fine, but like the fact that, like I have to use view. <laughs> well, on I will say. Pages
1: just for your own advice, which listeners won't care about, is uh, you you could just have left the Spark elements that it provides, which are like user profiles and user sign up and stuff. Those are in this thing called view. Uh, and you could have left that, you could have just left that part in view and all your actual screens could have just been regular blade uh, right. views. Yeah, I know and that. You could have ignored that stuff other than when you had to like add a profile field or something. So yeah, yeah. you could have like mixed them, although I do think it probably has its own... But it has like its own,
0: it has like its own, like, like the routing goes different because, you know, like like there's stuff that's affected by the fact that it's a view, right? So,
1: and it's, it puts a lot of stuff in different places. It is like, it does change a base Laravel installation quite a bit. So, I do think that has its own risks and downsides. So, but like I said before, like my uh, Taylor, if, if Taylor listens; he's gonna be mad at me. But like my favorite Laravel was Laravel three, right? And, uh, <laughs> that was I, the most straightforward. That was less of the right. modern PHP ness. That's why.
0: Yeah, I think everything after Laravel three we got too complex. It's still the Wait. easiest of all the ones that are available, but it's still too complex, like for my liking. Like I liked Laravel three; everything made sense to me. In that one.
1: So how are you making out with it though? You're you're, you're running Laravel five two here and yeah,
0: five two on Forge. Mm-hmm. No. Homestead, it will be oh, unfortunate. Yeah, I really like Homestead. It's the first time I'm using Homestead. It's the first time I'm using Vagrant. Mm. I was just using... Um,
1: it is another thing to deal with, but it is nice.
0: No, it's fine. I mean, I, I launched... Um, my usual thing was just running a VirtualBox, right? Just a VM. Right. And I have everything on it. But like, I installed... Um, I started I started writing code against this app with five 5.2 and I installed Spark... And like all of these dependencies are no longer compatible, and there's a whole bunch of npm stuff, and then you launch npm and install, and like half the internet downloads, and it's just a mess. And then I just launched the uh, Homestead and sort of like bootstrapped everything for me. So yeah, it was very nice. convenient. I never used
1: that before, but it's really nice. So you're gonna have to talk. See, here's an idea for us, um, which is gonna be. I oh, mean, this is gonna be. The, this is gonna be the episode that people hate, and it's gonna be really annoying because it's like politics plus. Inside baseball, Stuff can't talk about, and I'm going to talk about stuff I can't talk about. So it's going to be literally. You might as well just like we should probably just chop the whole beginning of this <laughs> off. Uh, but I'm going to have I have a big thing that we're going to be talking about publicly. And you could be talking about your thing publicly, and we could talk together about things we, that our inherent nature is to keep private, but which we are instead going to talk about publicly. We could do that together, and then here is where we can discuss how horrible that is, or not horrible, as the case may be. No, I don't.
0: <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't do that. I'm very. I'm. I don't know if it's a contrarian thing. I'm a big believer in that the whole thing. Ideas is ideas are worthless thing is bullshit. Yeah. I, I don't believe that. <laughs> so, um I'm going to it's going to be private and personal until it's ready to go into beta and then I'll announce. Um, yeah, but you can talk about your stuff.
1: Mm. <laughs> well, I'm not, I am not I'm not I, really talking
0: about it I saw a new user escape repository get created today. I don't know
1: why I'm in your GitHub <laughs> notification thing. Oh yeah, that was the that was a uh, help spot hive, I think, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, help spot hive. That's uh, that I could talk about now. That's um, that's not the new new thing, but that is that is something new. Uh, But that's uh,
0: it sounds uh like it's going to be part of your free tool chain. Is that a free tool chain item?
1: No, it is. uh, Let's be fair. I don't entirely know what it is uh, (laughs) because Chris Chris did it. But what I believe it to be, um, because it just happened today and I haven't really uh, checked in. This is like a Schrodinger's cat. (laughs) It it is what you believe it to be until Chris tells you otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is HelpSpot uh, Cloud version two okay. and like code for that? So the Hive sounds really menacing, like some dystopian yeah, kind of, sci-fi bullshit terror thing. Because it's going to be awesome. Because <laughs> cl- HelpSpot Cloud version one has is done very well, but it, like, it's not, like it's done very well. It's done very very well. Um, tremendous. I mean, it's, 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 it's me. Tremendous. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a little. There's optimizations we can make that can reduce the cost to run it and um make it a little more maintainable. It's not really not it's actually quite maintainable now, but just make the burden a little bit less because we have some ways we're looking at to uh, compartmentalize things together a little better and stuff like that. I'm not get too into the detailed details of it, because that's even more boring stuff. But anyway, that's what Chris is going to be working on for a bit is a more a new, improved help slot cloud, which will be faster, better, stronger, cheaper, all that stuff. So um, that's going to be exciting. We have so much new stuff. It's crazy. We have that. We have this big, big new thing, which you can't talk about yet. We have uh, changes we made at work. Oh, you'll like this. This is a good one. The audience. This is actually something useful for the audience too. So over the years you know, we've always been remote, so everybody's in chat. And chat has just kind of been the way we we work. So we have, you know, we had um, Campfire to start, and then we had HipChat, and then we, now we're on Slack, of course, because whatever, you know, the new hotness, we're moving towards the new hotness always. And that's all fine. And you need that place when everybody's remote because you don't have anywhere else to just walk by each other in the hall and whatever. But, it also is very distracting for getting actual work done and having like time to think and all that stuff. And especially, this is probably something we should have done forever ago. Um, but especially in light of uh, just bigger things we're working on, everything, <clears throat> it seemed like, boy, maybe there's a better way we could go about working to uh, just so there wasn't so much time pressure. Cause you know how it is in Slack. You know, first of all, if you bring up something important, Inevitably, other people end up kind of like talking in between your important thing and your important thing is then strewn out over 100 lines um, or something important that wasn't really a conversation, but it was something that people need to know about gets pushed up by, you know, whatever cat pictures and things are going on and th- that gets lost. Or you try to look back and figure out why you made some decision last year and it's impossible to find anything in there. So... Um, so we made a couple of changes, which I think are working out well so far. We're only in the first like week of them, so I'll we'll have to report back. But the two big changes are the developers, um, you know, they like come in and say hi in the morning or whatever, and then they're just totally out of Slack. Uh, either totally out or with their or their notifications all turned off and all that. Um and then they stay like that through kind of lunchtime. So they get you know, three and a half or four hours, where nobody is to bother them, no matter what, ex- unless it's like extreme. You know, it helps a lot of clouds down, or if there's some really major issue, that's fine, and we can SMS them or, or whatever. But uh, but they have that dedicated time, and then the other people could do that too. Although, kind of with the developers out of the room, usually support is kind of working on support stuff, and um, sales is kind of working on sales stuff. So there's some chatter, but it. it Generally, a lot less chatter overall because just less people. And uh, and they could also do it too. But it's more optional for them, for the developers. I pretty much required it. And then the other thing is to take anything important that needs kind of contemplation or a discussion, so a a new feature or changing the way we do something, um, anything like that. Instead of talking about it in chat, we... Uh, put it in. We're just using Basecamp for now, which I, actually is not bad for this purpose. Um, so we've been using Basecamp, and it has to go in. We're basically just using it as a forum, so it goes in there, and that way you don't have to respond to it right away. You don't have that urge to like instantly respond like you do in Slack. And then also, you know, we can find it there again in the future to see why we decided something a certain way. Um, it's you can have paragraphs and you know images and things instead of just. Uh, single lines so that's what we're trying so far and everybody says they, they've been liking it and I think it seems like it's going really well so that's our kind of work hack experiment to uh, to try something different there
0: mm, cool so it's a policy
1: change it's kind of a policy change we added another system we added Basecamp and now we have this communication and you know we have communication now kind of core communication in Slack and Basecamp in GitHub and uh, I guess you could say somewhat email as well, so it seems like you should go have all this communication in one spot, but you can't. So there you go. You have to replicate the real world where you have like the person in the hall conversation, and then you have the person comes into your office conversation, and then you have the person sits down at your desk conversation, and then you have the meeting conversation. so it used to I be. That uh,
0: the saying was that all software evolves until it'll eventually be able to send mail, and now it's like all That's software right, evolves. Jwz, yeah, maybe okay. Uh,
1: he maybe he credited it to somebody else.
0: Though. Yeah, and now I think all software is evolving until it becomes like the
1: office water cooler, right? <laughs> well, it's all yeah, it's all it's all all your procedures evolve to uh, new forms of communication. Every solution is solved by a new communication format or whatever, but. I don't know. We'll see. So that's kind of our big thing. So I'm considering going up to you to uh, to
0: uh, the Userscape offices next week or the week after that, oh. because my uh, wife is leaving on um, to uh, the uh, my in-laws with Ethan, so they could spend some time with the baby.
1: And You're not going?
0: No, because we're installing new floors, and I have uh. to babysit the contractors which is another fiasco comparable to the U.S. election.
1: <laughs> Contractors are the worst. Jeez. We're not going to solve that on no, here. <laughs> so uh, that'll be nice. We just have our first uh, meetup. I'm trying to start this little kind of business of software meetup in uh, Poughkeepsie here. Yeah, so, uh, it's you, me, and another dude. And I got another another dude now. So now there's four, four people, all okay. white men. <laughs> and uh we're all you know because i put some limits so i'm trying to do this business software meetup in the area not virtual so we could all be face to face i mean you being on it is actually kind of a stretch because you're pretty (laughs) far away but we're (laughs) including you because we need all the people we got i'm i'm hudson valley in spirit yeah exactly and so it's impossible like you know so i went i didn't want People who want to be in software mixed in with us because there's already 48 groups that do that. And it's totally different if you're starting a company or want to start a company versus you already have one. And I know a lot of people listening to the show are in that camp and that's great. And we have things like Bootstrap to hopefully help you sometimes, maybe not today. But, <laughs> but, uh, but if, the, if you don't have a certain amount of sales and a certain number of users... You're just not going to be able to provide advice to the rest of the group, you know, who have or reach a certain level. If you've sold, you know, if you sell $100,000 a year of software, whether it's a SaaS or owned or whatever, like that's, you're going to have a different set of problems than the person who hasn't built their software yet or is just building it and hasn't marketed it yet. So trying to get some kind of community of people around here who are actually building software. I think the problem is there's nobody here building software so, nobody I'm amazed made you got criteria. two. <laughs> I essentially got with well, the other guys, like in Connecticut or something, too. So, uh, everybody's pretty far, but maybe we'll have you come up. We'll have the inaugural meeting maybe uh, next week or something like that. Okay. You'll actually have to come. I know you just went on meetup and, uh, and signed up and figured you wouldn't have to ever attend, but now <laughs> you have no excuse. You can attend.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, depending what day it is, probably. Yeah, I mean, same. otherwise, I'll just be sitting at home and uh, cheating on my
1: diet. <laughs> <laughs> um, How's that going?
0: It's all right. I it, it used to be harder. There, there's there's a bunch of stuff that's like stuff like that is easier when you get older. That I find there's mm. other stuff that sucks when you get older. Like stuff doesn't heal as fast as it used to. But right. but willpower things are easier hmm. for some reason.
1: Interesting. Well, we'll have you come up here and cheat on your diet, so that'll be good. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, what else is going on? What other big stuff? Huh. You want to do a sponsor? Oh, That's a good idea. Doo, doo, doo. Bring up our friends at Linode. So Linode. Linode. Bought us out. Yeah. They own the whole stretch here.
0: Yeah. It's okay, and,
1: I'll, be, I'll be paying them a bunch of money for the new... That's right, we're just for the paying back. For the back. It's a smart business model. Um, but I want to thank our listeners because they are using Linode. They are using our offer code. Linode says that we are one of their basically top like podcasts. People are finding Linode through this podcast. Um, so thank you all for listening to us. I had
0: people ask me on Twitter for the bootstrap code. Yeah. For the Linode stuff. And then they went out Word
1: and uh, got a bunch Word of servers. That? So Linode. I mean, it's it's borderline ridiculous now. Um, it's incredibly affordable. It's all modern hardware. It's all modern CPUs. Um, the base plan is basically two gigabyte servers now for $10 a month, which is, you know, what you can run any kind of start uh, up kind of level app on at this point these days, usually. And even if you need a few of them, fine, get a few of them. Um, Still very affordable. Uh, And then they go up from there. And again, they kind of not purely, but just about double every time in RAM and CPU and all that. So really amazing value. Um, They have, you know, 24-7 support, of course. It's all SSD. It's all 40 gigabyte networking. So really amazing, uh, just capabilities there, very reliable. Like as we've talked about on the show many times, <clears throat> for anybody who's new, I use it for a bunch of things. I think we have <clears throat> about uh, 10 or 12 servers there now. Um, you use it for your hosting, and your new app, everything like that. And up so, there the comms on the and chair.com is on Linode, userscape.com, helpspot.com. All of our websites are on there, as well as our store, all, everything the money goes through, all that stuff. We rely on Linode for all that. So um, definitely big fans. And go check it out. You get 20 bucks off uh, if you use our offer code, which is bootstrapped20. And we'll have that linked in the show notes, of course. Um, and you can just It'll be auto-filled out for you, uh, actually, if you go to linode.com slash FM. So just go to linode.com slash FM. Uh, <laughs> check that out. Sign up for a server. It's built hourly, so you can even just try it, uh, you know, spin up a server for a few minutes, try something out, spin it down. Um, really cheap, but super high quality, super fast. Um, can't really recommend them enough. So check them out. And thanks again to Linode. Yep, yep. It's kind of nice having sponsors. Yep, yep. I like the sponsors. I like when we have good sponsors who we, we use and can vouch for.
0: Yeah. I right. What's going on over there? You're tired? tired I, mean, I don't know what the hell's going on. The dogs wake me up four times a night. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This wasn't the case when we lived in an apartment because in the apartment, we just walked them one time before you know, nighttime, and, and that's it. And now they're like, they have a dream, they're done with the dream, they go downstairs and they bang on the door until I let them out. <laughs> that's,
1: that's wild.
0: That's four, four times a night. So you got your you're lucky if they synchronize it against your RAM cycle, right? Because if, if they don't, <laughs> then you're completely screwed. You literally wake up more tired than when you went to bed. And uh, so that's what's been hitting me for the past two nights. It's just like, well, there's no point in even going to sleep because you to wake up exactly when you're not supposed to wake up four times a night and then you're, you're dead by the time you got to drive the kid to school and all that. Um, yeah, I don't like so, the sound of the song. <laughs> so I, I take my nap now in the middle of the day but Victoria can't take a nap because, I mean she wakes up because I wake up because I, I roll my big fat ass out of bed and I wake her up and, uh, but she can't take naps because she gets massive headaches if she takes a nap during the day.
1: Yeah, I get headaches with naps. I I'm very Unless I just take, you really have to limit it to 10 or 15 minutes and it's fine but I can never I don't understand how people do that I mean there's people who have the natural ability to do that I'm not one of those people so I we have to set an alarm Uh because otherwise I'll sleep like an hour and a half and then yeah I'm like I'm dizzy I have a huge headache it's horrible Right. but if you set the alarm I feel like then I have the pressure of this alarm you know so you set it <laughs> for like 20 minutes and then I'm like okay I gotta fall asleep I gotta fall asleep in the next five minutes or else I'm only gonna sleep for like five minutes before this alarm goes off so sleep 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 sleep, sleep. then I can't sleep then I change the alarm okay then I give myself more time well, I give myself 30 minutes but you don't give yourself too much and then by the time you figure that all out you just give yourself a really bad so. complex about naps yeah <laughs> and you know then you're out of time for the nap so then you're like I'll oh, forget it and so I just rest my eyes and Get up. Yeah. yeah, so that's why I'm yawning. But you take naps. Interesting. Now you do I'll, this every day, or not? no?
0: I, I couldn't today because I got this. I had the contractor come in.
1: So, so what, you're redoing the whole house, or no?
0: No, just downstairs floors. Hmm. We had a leak in the ceiling. That the contractors didn't show up in time, so the the, the floors got warped. And it's just the dogs peed on the floor because she's going nuts because she's old. She doesn't know what she's doing anymore. It's just, floors oh, needed to be redone. Goodness. So any uh, impossible
1: do you have hardwood floors and you're swapping two hardwood floors or you had carpet we had hardwood and then uh in certain parts of the house we had tile and i want to get rid of we
0: want to make it like all the same floor throughout gotcha um and yeah. and then scheduled they ask you which days are available you say monday tuesday and wednesday all right we'll come over at Wednesday on Wednesday at eleven o'clock in the morning. So you arrange your entire week so that you're there on Wednesday at eleven o'clock in the morning. You start cleaning the house at like nine thirty in the morning that that morning to make sure everything's presentable for guests. And then ten forty five you get an email saying, we rescheduled your appointment to Thursday. I'm like, fuck you. Thursday wasn't even one of the days that I, I said I was going to be available. I'm definitely not available on Thursday. And the other end is, like, what the fuck? 15 minutes before you're supposed to show up, you tell me you're not. Yeah. And, and, but this is like one of the better ones. These are the ones that even right. acknowledge <laughs> the fact that they made an appointment. Um, so I went on, on uh, somebody recommended on Twitter, this nextdoor.com thing, which... I was barely aware of, but it's like a super local social network. I mean, it's super, it's like six square blocks. <laughs> um, yeah, you enter your address and are like, here's 21 people that live around you. Um, and I just put in recommendations for floors and I got like four within the wow. hour. And I called this one guy and the guy's amazing, showed up on time and gave me a quote that was awesome and I went out, called the distributor for the floors, called me back to tell me when the floors will be delivered, and then called me back to tell me the day they'll be installed. is fantastic. Yeah. This is like unbelievable. You go on Yelp, and you go on Angie's List, and you go on Google, and you don't know what these things are, who they're rated by and what's accurate and what's true and what's not. and. um the best thing is just to ask your neighbors, but I don't actually know any of my neighbors. So you go on this stupid social network where they force you to know your neighbors and force them to listen to your questions. So you just say, you know, can somebody please recommend a floor? And an hour later, you got a bunch of recommendations. From like physically, the like the addresses and names are there. Like they're not gonna lie because you're like looking at them across the street. Um, so and so did you? Was there anybody I know
1: you actually knew?
0: Well, no, because I don't actually know anybody.
1: <laughs> 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 but, like, I know where that house is. From right, guy right, there. right, right, right. So I it tells you, like, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm signing up in real time here because I'm kind of Yeah, I mean, like, they force you,
0: like, you have, they they will call your phone to verify you are who you are. and Like, they, they want to make sure that you are that person to not BS your way through the neighborhood.
1: Um, it seems like it's not going to work for me. I'll be shocked if this works. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I... I
0: I found it interesting. I never heard of it. Like, I heard of it once, like, years back, but... Yeah. I'm astounded that, like, a social network actually gave me something useful. But it's not, like, a real social network. There's, like, no statuses or picture posting or anything. It's, like, it's essentially just what your neighbor recommends because he had some work done and it was successful.
1: So this is kind of interesting. It's making me build my neighborhood because... um, You're probably very... for, I don't have, wide and far apart. No. Well, I think it's just because probably nobody around here does anything, which you're in. Uh,
0: oh, right. So I think somebody needs to start one, and then they sort of add to your like group or local area as other people show up. Like, they don't have it on file unless somebody starts and builds one. Yeah. I don't think this is going to work out. Let's see. Yeah, they had like 18 or 20 people around my area, so it worked out. Uh maybe there's
1: a few people here. Man, there's like a lot of this, like it's forty-eight steps to like get into it.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was more stringent than like put in your handle, don't have to bother with a the password, then just go. But yeah, there's
1: a couple people. So far, there's a guy selling an air conditioner. These are actually yeah. farther than my neighborhood, but uh that's kind of interesting, I guess. Yeah. I just sort of like that sort of forced identity type of thing where it's a, yeah that's exactly where they are and who they are <laughs> well i mean it didn't actually confirm anything so i guess i could just like put i live next to you or whatever but yeah i guess it does it does feel like that it, there's a more of a
0: but like there's no benefit to it because like there's yeah. not there's nothing going on there except for like adults who are tired of <laughs> Craigslist, <not>, <laughs> right um. So it's like, it's literally stuff like, can you recommend the babysitter? Like my third listing on there is like, can you recommend the babysitter? Did <laughs> you get any good recommendations? I don't know. They were they were like months apart because it's that kind of social network. Um. But you know, the guy, the flooring guy, really worked out. So I asked for the the movers because now I gotta move the entire house into a pod. Right. While they do the floors. Oh, man. And I'm
1: not doing that by myself. Oh my goodness! They they won't work around it. You can. I mean, yeah.
0: they cover the entire house in
1: basically a day and a half. Mm.
0: Uh, how do you how do you play Tetris with an entire story yeah. worth of furniture?
1: <laughs> That's gonna be a big pod, though. You got like couches
0: in there and sixteen something something is the biggest one the pods had. Ninety bucks to get it delivered. A 100- hundred ninety nine dollars rent for the month and ninety bucks to get it hauled away and a thirty seven dollar mandatory lock. No thirteen dollar thirteen
1: dollar mandatory lock. These pod people came up with a good idea, huh? Bring storage of your junk to you.
0: Yeah. Pretty smart. I mean otherwise you gotta do a U U-Haul and shove it out the way someplace and
1: bring Well it for your you use here it's even perfect because you don't you're not actually even going anywhere. It's just right. sitting in your lawn or whatever. Your driveway.
0: Yeah, so working on client work, doing the floors, um, doing uh, the new project. <laughs>
1: this, is, this is like the biggest, like grandpa episode we've ever done. <laughs> this is the biggest. Like you're yawning. Like we're talking about all kinds of random stuff. Holy cow! I
0: don't care if you don't like it. Don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: goodness! All right, we better wrap it up there. I'm wrapping it because next time we're coming back strong with with. Information. I'm well, going information on. heavy.
0: You, uh, I'm not going to talk about Twitch because y'all you, you fucking lost your mind when you heard about Twitch. And we but, talked about it uh, last week, didn't we? We
1: didn't. We had uh, uh, we had uh, Matt Weinberg on. No, we talked about Twitch last time. Hold
0: on. <laughs> Grandpa, <laughs> you
1: missed the whole episode. What? Oh, wait a minute. Or maybe that got cut off. That got Did it? Uh, that might have been the part where it got cut we off. We did not talk about Twitch. Well, if we talked about Twitch, Twitch that somewhere. episode
0: never went up because I'm looking at the stream right now. It says episode 74, Matt Weinberg.
1: We talked about Twitch with the crazy people I saw on there. It scared me. We talked about it on Twitter, Grandpa. I don't think so. I think we talked about it with voices. On Twitter. We talked about it on Twitter where <laughs> I, I, se- I
0: sent you to Twitch to look at Overwatch and you found some girl half dressed selling her body and video game skills. We talked
1: about this. I we, think did this not, we did not. We did not. This
0: was on Twitter. I'll, I'll pull up this. Pull, well, this was on Twitter.
1: I remember on Twitter too. I could swear we talked about it. All right. Hey, whatever. So it doesn't matter. we do a Twitch you're... episode, a Twitch, no, a Twitch, we're uh, not. segment here. Let's we're do it. Not.
0: we not. You know how I feel? It feels odd when you ask me about a video game that the entire world has played except for you, <laughs> and I'm supposed <laughs> to explain it. <laughs> so why don't you just tell me I bet you the whole world
1: hasn't played there's a few people tell
0: me what what video games have you played
1: well, this is like Twitch, right? Everybody else knows about this. and
0: Yes, everybody knows about Twitch, except for you. And it was revelatory. And you looked right. at your mind,
1: and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you showed old
0: man Landsman <laughs> about how the kids do things these days. And then I sent you to watch that documentary, which you didn't, but it's all right. I did watch half of it. Oh, yeah. But you got the gist, right? That people yeah. now actually, at some point, we, when we used to say, I'm going to make a living playing video games, that's what I want to do, mom. And they laughed. Well, now, you know, the millennials pulled it off.
1: Well, no, listen, I think every, like, as a parent, you should still laugh because that's not a real thing and you're not going to be able right. to do it, right? It's like becoming, I'm going to become a professional baseball player. Like, you're not going to do that. If you have some extreme skills, well, I, mean, I wouldn't more be able to your it. grasp. They, than, if they have the skill for it, then fine. But it's probably even harder than becoming a professional baseball player currently because I don't think there's enough, are there really enough people at that level making enough money? to have a career in it. Do you know what I mean?
0: I don't know if it has to be that level. I, it, it, certain types of people with certain types of personalities could pull it off on Twitch and YouTube and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I guess that, that's true. There's this whole Twitch, I make money by selling my body <laughs> and, and, and plus video games angle to it. So I guess there is. that's kind of a special segment.
0: But it's, it's borderline depending on what
1: your living expenses are doable. Sorry, right, here's a Twitch question for you then since you know about it. I don't know I, I don't. Just, so if there anybody on there who is not someone selling their body and is not one of the already top gamers who is already making money in tournaments and things that's making money i don't know you know what i mean i don't like, know like is there just a guy who's like or a girl or whatever who's you know really good but not Not famous, where people are like, "Yes, I'll throw money to watch you on Twitch, uh, because you're the best in the world at this, and I'm gonna, you know, watch you play because it's amazing, and I'm gonna pay you for that." So it's a it's a
0: spectrum, right? I found it because Notch was on there doing programming work, so I I like to watch Notch doing. I mean, he hasn't because he probably lost his mind by now. But before he lost his mind, he was doing programming work on there, and I watched it because of that. And through him, there was he once did a co stream with some. Girl from Sweden, and during that co-stream, she said that she recently made the transition that she had enough subscribers now to be able to re- pay her rent off of this thing. So now she's doing That's that full time. Huh. She's not famous. I don't know who she is. I think right. he only knew her because they both live in the same city or something. Yeah. Um. But like Matt Stouffer streams his Laracast, Laracon stuff, Laravel stuff on there, and um yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's a. It's like I'm not that far ahead of you. <laughs> From this being a, a revolutionary eye opening thing for me, <laughs> either. So
1: um, it's
0: I mean, interesting. It's more, it's also
1: from the perspective. So there's the business model perspective, which is interesting. So generating content, just doing the thing you like to do, and people watch you in kind of a weird peep show way. And then there's the kind of you're a parent perspective, but do I want my son or daughter? You know, like I don't want my son on there. Hey, I play this game uh, topless the whole time. So oh. you, you could check out my six pack and pay me money for that. You know, I think that's kind think, of a weird thing. I, like, think, I don't know if I can condone you know, that. Behavior. You know what this feels know.
0: like? You know what this feels like? It, I feel bad because it feels like it feels like you. You walked into a room where somebody was having a birthday party and swinging at a piñata, and you happened to get hit in the face of the baseball bat. <laughs> that, that, that's what it feels like. That's the like first exposure to Twitch, when right. the reality is most of it is not like that.
1: Most of it's um, fine-ish.
0: It's fine. You just clicked on but the see, thing you that happened to really be first true. for that reason. I don't
1: think it's really true. I don't think it's, I don't. I don't believe most of it's fine because it's just like if you ever put a headset on and play a game and you go into a room and everybody's cursing and it's like I you know just stupid I, shit I and then you Twitch. go to the next room and it's the
0: same thing. I went on Twitch and I streamed and you went to visit me and you were bored to tears. I didn't even see you. <laughs> well, I, my favorite streams are the ones where you don't when you don't look at the person's mug i don't want to see the person's mug i just want to see them play a video game or i use it for the mu- that's my background coding right. stuff right like cnn is ridiculous um so that's what i leave on for i need people talking in the background and that's like the only consistent stream of that
1: um, once uh once this vr stuff like i think not anytime soon but let's say like 30 years from now and the vr stuff is like really solid like people are just going to go out of the real world completely like the real world's in trouble <laughs> you know you can see that happening I hope we have the robots far enough along by then yeah because then you can just wander around and watch whoever you want do whatever you want and that's going to be a thing but anyway on this Twitch thing I, I think the business model is kind of interesting but then it's also kind of creepy like the one I the, the pinata I stumbled into you know it's this girl she's naked-ish she's not actually naked grant you but she was not leaving a lot to the imagination okay fine and you know, people are paying her to watch her, I guess, play the game in theory, yeah. but also to watch her people are giving her thousands of dollars. So it's not the, the base subscription is four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. But there's the like wall of fame of people who've given her, you know, many thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, so it just starts to feel a little weird. Like, is this person's video gaming skills sufficient that is it really worth seven, ten thousand dollars? I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, maybe, but that no.
1: Because obviously that's not what they're there for On the flip side, I don't in general actually I don't necessarily even have a problem with it From a moral perspective, like fine, right? Like okay But there is this weird, like there's a difference between I don't mind you doing it And I think it's the best path in life, right? Like I don't think it's necessarily the best path Even though I don't begrudge you the right to do it and I'm not gonna like look down on you for doing it, but at the same time, I don't know. There are probably other things that might be more productive. Yeah. Potentially, you could be doing or, or whatever. So
0: you, you, you stumbled in the wrong Going to going to Twitch and watching um, one of these competitive players at something, the the guys that are doing this professionally, like like right. they get they're in teams, they're sponsored, they get salaries, and and, yeah. and watching them get all hopped up on Adderall. And you're essentially watching Neo from The Matrix. It is astounding. And it's just interesting to watch people who are really good at what they do. That's like that's what Twitch is for me. But everything is democratized. So if that guy could do it, then everybody else could do it, (laughs) regardless of skill or intent. So that's what you
1: stumble on. All right. uh, You're going to have to send me a link to who I should watch.
0: Well, I mean, that's very... Matt Stauffer and somebody else. Matt Stauffer, go watch Matt Stauffer go watch Notch, I mean Notch doesn't post anymore but yeah. I like watching people, I don't actually like what, the, the ones that are so focused on themselves, I don't actually like that, but the ones that are like put, they just do whatever they w- would have done anyway, they happen to have a microphone in front of them and sometimes like they talk about stuff that otherwise wouldn't go in a blog or a podcast right. or whatever and that's that sort of uh, personal introspective stuff is interesting, like you get to hear Notch sort of question his life's choices, they 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 literally do not appear anywhere because they're very ephemeral, right? Right. It happens when he's saying it and that's it because that stuff is not, it's up to him whether it gets archived or not, and usually it doesn't. Um, so it's very, I'm talking to a microphone, there's like thousands of people listening to us. There's not thousands of people in my room, so I'm, you know, it's the same thing when you're streaming. Yeah. So... That's it's interesting. interesting. It's
1: an interesting, I, I like the fact that it exists. It seems like it's something that would be worth getting a handle on since, you know, this is the, you know, even business wise, there's some sure potential there are things you could be doing that could be uh, beneficial or I'm sure people are using it as or will be your like marketing channel or whatever, what, like yeah. advertising, but even just like whatever you have your coders for your app all Streaming on Twitch and people dig that, and they talk about it or whatever. You know, there's like all kinds of stuff like that you could do.
0: Yeah, I mean, like people have sold games in far greater quantities because they spent years
1: live streaming the development process right.
0: on there. Right. And Twitch is pretty big, you know. Amazon owns them.
1: It's yeah, I knew they company. bought them. Yeah. Amazon owns everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, all right well, so what all, games I'm, have you been playing? I'm gonna. Uh, what's that? What games have you been playing? You said you were playing a lot of games.
1: Uh, so let's see I've been playing Um, well I was still mostly playing Battlefront mm-hmm. and we've been playing some uh, Axis and Allies which is a board game mm-hmm. and oh, the was, actual
0: board game or the yeah actual game?
1: board okay. game actual board game oh it's awesome as an actual board game so I have an older one which has like a bunch of pieces and the mo- more modern ones are like less pieces and they've mm-hmm. kind of made it a little bit faster to play so it's actually pretty good even the more modern one and then I've actually created this whole monster because I taught My oldest had to play. And then he started talking to his friends about it. So all of them have ordered it. And so now it's like spreading through this kid community. And I love it. It's It's good. You have Twitch and all this stuff. Great. But also you can have this like physical board game, a fairly complicated game that, you know, a bunch of 10-year-olds are now all kind of playing. And so I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, board games is totally nostalgia.
1: Yeah, exactly. And there's just something about like, You're all in the room together, and there's little pieces, and you got to manage your money, and you got to manage your little pieces. And, you know, it's kind of cool. It's, it's fast-paced in its own way, although it's obviously not video game-level fast-paced. But uh,
0: yeah. so, If you ever, ever manage to go get out to PAX, a quarter of the floor in PAX is board games. Really? So, yeah. That's, that's and, interesting. But it's I also mean. the most, uh, it's a quarter of the floor, but it's the most highest concentration of people really into what they're doing. Right, 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 yeah, and that's it, a whole scene. And it's
1: the place you want to hang out. Um, no, I, I might really want to go do that. I should bring my oldest to that. He would love that. He'd freak out over being because, at this video. Because where experience. else
0: are you going to organize like massive 50-people board game sessions, right? right? Um, I mean, comic book stores have that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, so, but even that, it's like, yeah, there I'm sure you can go just play any game that's ever been made or whatever. <laughs> a stuff lot of them are everybody. custom
0: custom games or
1: like indie board games. Yeah, yeah. they do that now a lot. Yeah, there's indie board games. There's this book series I like have read and the guy, the author, some other guy and I guess the author's permission and probably some kickback or whatever has been building a board game around it, kickstarting it and all that. So it's, it's pretty interesting how you can do those things these days with building your own board game. You don't have to just go sell it to Milton Bradley. You can actually just produce it and sell it on your own.
0: We're still in the shoots and ladders and
1: candy land phase. So right. I can't right. wait got till a we get ways there. to go. <laughs> yeah, but that, get, before you know it, another couple of years, they'll be ready. But uh, you, know, you can start them on chess and stuff like that, which yeah. is not so complicated like one of these more advanced board games. But yeah, I don't know. We've been playing some other things. Uh, I still like to play Panzer Corpse on the mm-hmm. iPad. And uh, my son's into this other, it's kind of a lightweight Panzer Corpse. It's called. World Conqueror 3, or whatever. Uh-huh. That's all right. he's, he's got all his friends into that, also. So that's like, but this is one of those games where oh, the in app purchases are like 20 bucks. So, best value. I'm not really down with that. <laughs> and this is just like, so you can get the best, gener- you know, you can buy Eisenhower for $20, or whatever. So, He's been playing it so much, I let him spend 20 of his own dollars on one guy for the in-app purchase. Because he has put a lot of time into it, so I'm like, fine, it's basically the equivalent of if we had actually bought a real game that wasn't free or whatever. But still, I mean, obviously they have a whole bunch more stuff you could buy. I mean, you could spend thousands of dollars in there or whatever. And so it's like you get the constant control of that situation with the skeezy in-app purchasing. But uh, we're, uh, he's... uh, Ethan's torturing me. He discovered
0: like he's he's into the concept of uh, bronze, uh, silver, and gold medals. Mm. You go. Like he likes that progression. He likes the achievement part of it. Um, so we, we we got this um, Trials Fusion, which is like a motorcycle game. Like you gotta hop over obstacles and stuff like that. Mm. But it's one of those games that like you get the first couple of levels, and you know Dad can do it. But then the main part of the game is like dad can't do it because you need like the teenager and Adderall to be able to pull off these levels. <laughs> it's a competitive level game. and uh, But he doesn't care. Like he wants right. the gold. <laughs> <laughs> get the and gold, dad. Get the gold. You can't reset the game. Um, and you're done with all the easy levels. <laughs> so now it's just like an exercise and complete frustration for an hour <laughs> of him yelling at me faster and finish. You got to get the gold. And I'm like, I can't. Up Uh, over the fence. So he's getting up there to where it's like he's becoming a a full-blown human being, you know? Right. He's not just like somebody to take care of, but he's somebody who like asserts his will and uh, demands attention and not just in a baby way, but like a member of the household type of way.
1: Yeah, I think the four to, like, six or seven is a really cool age because they're, like, still little kiddish and they say weird little kiddish things, but then they're with it enough to, yeah, they have things they want to do and things they're interested in, and it's not just, let's play with these blocks a million times right. or whatever. It's, like, they have stuff they want to do, and so it's a pretty cool, pretty cool time. Our second second child is... uh just about to turn six, so got one in the middle of that, and then little baby is coming up through still. So
0: the baby, the baby will be super demanding because she's super demanding at two. Oh my <laughs> gosh, she
1: is crazy. It's only getting worse now. She's three, but she's it's just getting worse. I, don't know, I think it's like the two older brothers or whatever. But. It's really out of control. She's out of control. The whole situation's <laughs> crazy. But I'll be having. It's like you don't want to rush through this phase. But I really, it's hard to not be like, boy, it'll be nice when everybody's like twelve and above because it'll just be like for them to all be humanoidish, or you know, everybody's twenty and above, right. and uh, <laughs> then you can relax a little bit. But uh, but then you know, this is all the good stuff. Then then I'll be then I'll be quite older then when that's the case. So I don't want to rush through it, but. Sometimes it is; it has its challenges. Yeah,
0: sometimes you notice that you can't, like, you can't, like, rewind or hit the reset button. Then you realize they'll never be like that age in the yeah. photograph, and it's kind of exactly. sad. Well,
1: especially now with the three of them, it's so hard because there's so much distraction. You know, the first one gets all your time, every minute of your day, every t- every time you can give them attention, and then the second one gets a lot less. And then the third one basically gets like no attention at all. So she, <laughs> she's just so she has to forcibly make attention for. Her. It's not like we. I mean, I feel like we give more attention than a lot of people with three kids. But it's still not probably enough attention for three kid for the third kid especially, who mm-hmm. never got any to begin with. And so. Because it's just between the, the two older ones. want this, and they're doing that, and you're driving them places, and you're going places, and then the third one's getting dragged along because she's little, <laughs> right. and like because there's all this whole element of dra- of going places that didn't exist for your first one, and didn't exist as much for the second one, but now with the third one, the two older ones are fully into sports and activities, and so you're driving around every night of the week. You're doing whatever, and then so in the past, yeah, after work, you're you're playing with your child, but now after work, you know, I'm going to karate or I'm going to soccer or I'm going to the pool or I'm going to this thing. And so the baby just gets drug around and then goes to bed. So, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's wild. So tr- attempting to balance some of that stuff out, it takes a lot of work and, and all that. So that's that. All right, man, like that's enough right. for this week. Thank you guys
0: for listening to nothing.
1: Thank you all for the grandpa episode. We'll be back next week with a less grandpa. That's my goal. We're going to have high ratio of information next week. I'm looking forward to that.